On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks are to be going after Gary Payton II. Should the Mavericks make him a priority? We'll talk about the Jalen Brunson rumors. And then, what about Kyrie Irving and John Wall? What happens with the fallout for the Dallas Mavericks? Talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way to help us grow the show is to comment anything below let us know should the Mavs prioritize Gary Payton II over every other free agent that we've talked about Gary Harris Otto Porter should he be the number one target in free agency for the for the taxpayer mid-level let us know joining me as always my co-host writer and contributor at Mavs.com the free agent ally the one more thinking what you got for me Isaac Harris what are we on day whatever of Jalen Brunson, Brunson watch? Um, just waiting until Thursday night. Uh, feels like the roller coaster of emotions just keeps going. And we'll just see report after report. We talked about it a lot on yesterday's podcast. Monday's pod was just in a whole Brunson uh, centered pod. We gave a conspiracy theory uh, that we're hoping is true. Fingers crossed. Um, but no, we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, that's the biggest storyline of the Mavs season. But Gary Payton, the second, I, one of the funniest things after the finals ended, uh, the whole like TV crew was out on the floor and they had Gary Payton Sr. up there talking. And my wife and I were watching all the celebrations and everything. And <laughs> Gary Payton Sr. just, he was trying to mean well and talking about his son. He's like, but he kept on saying over and over, you know how many interviews that I've turned down? Because it's not about me. It's about my son in this moment. Because he's doing, he has worked so hard to be here that I've turned down interviews for you to talk to my son. So I don't want to be here right now. It's, I need to turn this interview down so you can talk. I'm like, bro, he had, we he had his talking point and he just stuck with it. It's like, I get it. You played for the Sonics. And you were a really good defender, and you're turning. He won a title with the Heat. It may not be a legitimate one, but he did win one. I mean, if AD's <laughs> title counts in the bubble, then his counts. Oh, so. Donaghy would disagree. Uh, all right, yeah, like we said on today's show, we'll talk about Gary Payton second. An actual rumor. Uh, we'll talk briefly about Jalen Brunson. We talked about a, a lot yesterday. So if you want to hear about Jalen Brunson, hasn't really nothing much has really changed. You go listen to yesterday. We talked a ton about him. And then we have some new thoughts on Jaden Hardy. We've, we've had some time. We've looked over some film. We've looked through some numbers. We've talked to some people. We have some new thoughts on Jaden Hardy and what his role could be with for the Mavs. And then I want to get into Kyrie Irving and John Wall. Kyrie opted back into the Nets after all the drama and all the hoopla. What did I say to you, Isaac Harris? This was all just a whole thing about him trying to get some more leverage. He didn't get the leverage. He just opted back into his, his deal. Uh, John Wall and the Rockets got a buyout. And then John Wall now... Goes to the Clippers, so what does that mean for the Mavs? Um, so we'll get all in, into all that later, but let's start with this. According to The Athletic, Gary Payton II is expected to command interest on the open market. The Mavericks are considered among the serious suitors. Dallas still has the Jalen Brunson situation to resolve. 
but the Warriors are considered to be the favorites to retain Gary Payton's services. Um, but the Mavericks are in there and they have interest. And it was the only other team that was listed in this uh, report by Anthony Slater of the athletic of another team having interest in Gary Payton. The second, what's your thoughts about this rumor? And then GP two as a player for the maps. Yeah. A while back we did uh, a pod to where we talked about wing options for the taxpayer mid-level. And I went into that pod saying the number one target for me would be Gary Payton. The second and not shout the, out to not the, the first one. Not the first one. He turned well, down an interview with us. He, he did. He turned down <laughs> the contract because he wants his son to get the contract. Um, but no, we we talked about it on there. Uh, I threw it out there. And shout out to the listeners who listened to that pod and then were tweeting at me today, that athletic tweet uh, by Slater saying the Mavericks were, you know, serious. How are you worded it? Serious contenders to, you know, go after Gary Payton II this offseason. I just He just fits everything that what Dallas would want with that money. And he presents a situation that you look at Gary Payton II's, you know, career earnings heading into this year was $1.9 million. He's 29 years old. For his whole career, not like the for highest his, year, like the whole thing. Exactly. For his whole career. And he's bounced around from Houston and Milwaukee to Lakers, Bucks, Wizards, okay. Warriors. I was going to say, my guys spend that in plane, in plane tickets already, the way that he's <laughs> bounced around. So I, it's just... I think if, and we all know the Warriors payroll situation, if they bring back Looney, if they bring back all these guys, they're going to be over $400 million. Like that's not even an exaggeration. So if a team comes in like Dallas and says, all right, you played basically on the vet men last year, we want to give you the full taxpayer. We don't give you 6 million a year for like three years, something like that. And it's like, if you're Gary Payton and the idea of making like a contract worth $18 million when you've made 1.9 basically up until this past year, like that could be something that is very enticing for you. And will Golden State match something like that whenever they're so far? Like, I don't know. I don't have the calculator in front of me on how to calculate the luxury tax for that type of contract for Golden State. But he just feels gettable. I could be wrong. And I think he would fit great in Dallas. Oh, absolutely. And there was a quote in here that I thought was really interesting. It's from Bob Myers, the you know the guy that runs the, the Warriors. Um, he said, I'll ask Joe, Joe Lake of the owner, what he would authorize. But there is a limit. It's not limitless. I would like it to be limitless, but trust me, it's not. You've got to have some constraints on salary. And then he kind of went on and said, we'll take it as it is. So Kevon Looney was the big part of this article from Anthony Slater. He is the main thing. They are going to basically give him whatever he wants to get him back. Then it was Gary Payton II. It's like the second priority for them. And then it was like Otto Porter and Bihalitsa. We'll talk about Otto, Otto Porter in a second. But Gary Payton is is a, is a priority for them. And the reason why we think it would be great for the Mavericks is because he is one of the best like perimeter defenders in the NBA. Like think about how great it would be to have him to put on Curry to put on Clay and not have um, Reggie Bullock or Dorian Finney-Smith just chase those guys around for 40, 45 minutes a night. Now, when Nico Harrison at the end of the, the season said, we ran those two guys into the ground, talking about Dorian and Reggie Bullock, they need to bring in somebody to spell those guys, to give those guys a chance and to give those guys a breather at certain points. And I think Gary Payton II, even though he's 6'3", he can guard bigger guys. He's strong. He can stay in there. And uh, and now he's been to and won a finals and been through this whole thing with the Warriors that he's got a little experience. He could come help the Mavericks for sure. Offensively, there's some questions. He's He's would probably be the most athletic person on the Mavericks if he, if he was added to the team, which adds something. That's It's a vertical threat as a guard that the Mavericks just don't have right now, besides maybe Josh Green. 
Um, but he would add that. His three-point shooting was better this past year. Shot 36% from three um, this past year. And since 2019, he's at like 34%. He only takes like one and a half a game. So he doesn't take a ton of them. Doesn't get a ton of attempts. But he's at least semi-credible out there. And you just want him as a cutter, right? You just want him as a guy that, you know, if somebody's going to close out on him, he just cuts the rim. Or if you cut, catch them sleeping, he cuts the rim. And it's not like the Mavs would ask him to play 30 minutes a night. The Warriors, during the regular season, had him playing 176 Minutes a night. In the playoffs, they had him play 17 minutes a night. That's probably what the Mavericks would ask him to play. 17 to 20 minutes a night. And I think that would be a great role for him and he would fit well. Yeah, I mean, you would add the third guy in rotation, third wing defender with Dorian and Reggie, like you said. But he'd also give your bench unit a little defense too to where if Bronson comes back, then you have Dinwiddie and Tim. Now you add him to that Dinwiddie, Tim, Maxi like four man group that that takes your rotation to a solid nine players. And yeah. you're still not talking about Dwight, Josh Green, if they sign Dragic to vet men, something like that. So he would spell those other guys great on the perimeter. He could fill in if Reggie and Dorian have to miss a few games, you know, he could start and fill in. Yeah. He just, and if you're go, go back to why Golden State could let him walk, they have Moses Moody at some point, like he's got to play, right? I mean, this dude's a lottery pick. So you're, you're obviously going to extend Jordan Poole. You just took Ryan Rollins. And, you know, you traded. I think they paid $2 million to, to trade up or just buy a pick early in the second round to get him. You know, they're, they're adding guys to the roster at some point. You know, he just, I don't know, it just feels gettable. That's why he's been my he's been my number one taxpayer mid-level target since we started talking about it. My, I think this is my number two guys, Otto Porter, and he was mentioned in this article as well. Um, according to the athletic, this is again, Anthony Slater. If the price tag for Porter on the open market gets too high, he is considered attainable for outside suitors. The warrior enter the warriors enter free agency with a taxpayer mid-level that they declined to use last off season. It's unlikely again that they use it to chase somebody else, but they could use that to bring back Porter and then also be So they only have one of those. They can only use that taxpayer mid-level just like the Mavericks, but they can only use it on one of Gary Payton or Otto Porter, or they just use the rest of their like bird rights and go way into the luxury tax again, um, which they're already going to. So it, there's some options there for them, but I think one of these two guys is gettable and auto Porter would be a pretty good option as well. If you had to choose between the two of them for the taxpayer, you had to pay the full taxpayer like mid-level on one of these two guys. So it's $6.3 million. Who would you rather have? Oh, Gary Payton, hands down. Really? Hands yeah, down. Hands down. Yeah. Gary Payton is going to be 30 in December. Auto Porter jr. Is uh, going to be, he's, he's 30. He just turned 29. So he's actually a year younger, which is kind of wild, crazy. which is kind of yeah. wild, but, um, auto Porter jr. Is a better three point shooter. I think, and he's bigger. And so it's kind of like, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a little bit better three point shooter, but a bigger guy that doesn't defend guards well. And kind of like, isn't it's definitely not as locked down of a defender as Gary Payton, or would you rather have a better guard defender, more athletic, but he's not going to shoot the three as well. It's like, yeah, thing I'd, ra- I'd rather have another point guard defender to where it's just not always Reggie and then roll right. with roll with Dorian and Maxi as the the bigger fours. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. So let us know in the comments. Well, Who would you rather have Gary Payton, Otto Porter? Um, let us know if you think Gary Payton should be the number one option. So we'll talk about um, the traded player exception expired. We'll talk about more Jaden Hardy thoughts. And if Jaden Hardy could be actually part of the rotation after all the things that we saw and looked through in the film we went through and the people we talked to coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible for your chain auto parts store to have everything that you need. How could they have every single part? There's all kinds of different cars, and they have everything. Let's say 
you have a Toyota, like a 2010 Toyota Corolla, just like the most standard like car you can have. Uh, they even have the difference between the 1.8 liter, the 2.4 liter, and then you go through that. I'm on rockauto.com. I went through that whole thing, and now I have all the parts listed available for me right now. They even have interior. They have ignition. They have... Uh, you can buy your repair manual for it. If you like lost that somehow, you can get that back on Rock Auto. They have like uh, lug nuts for your wheels. Let's say you lost one changing the tire on the side of a road. You can get one of those for your, co- for your car. Um, they have everything. So go check it out. It's rockauto.com. Tell them that Lockdown sent you when you go to check out. Let them know that Lockdown sent you. Rockauto.com, amazing selection. Reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been talking about the two Warriors guys, Gary Payton II and Otto Porter. Now let's move on to Jalen Brunson. Uh, according to Jake Fisher, and this is this is now hearsay from Jake Fisher, uh, he had one of those call-ins, which is like the Spotify Live, but it's on a different app. Um, he hosts one of those shows. And according to a couple people on Twitter, Jake Fisher said, it sounds like Jalen Brunson is leaning towards the Knicks. Now, I take a rumor like this, and I we know Jake Fisher. He's been on the pod several times. Uh, and he's good been an NBA rec- reporter, good NBA reporter. He's a guy that we trust yeah. with NBA stuff. He's been right about a lot of stuff. And we hear something like that. And for me, that's not even, it's, it's, it's almost like if, if I heard him say that directly, it's almost like I wouldn't count it as a rumor. It's like a pseudo rumor, right? Like, do I, do I do the full, Boomer. do I do the full drop? Boomer. Maybe not. Maybe I just do like half a drop. But what I take from that is he is talking to NBA people all the time and he's not, he doesn't just call like the Knicks, he doesn't just call Leon Rose and say, hey, how do you feel about Jalen Brunson? He doesn't just call Brunson's agent and say, hey, where are you guys leaning right now, right? He has conversations with them. They're talking. They're talking about other stuff. And then these other things come up, and he gets an idea and a feeling from people around the organization, not necessarily the the main decision maker. He gets an idea from all these people, and then he says, you know what? From everything that I'm hearing, it sounds like Brunson is leaning towards leaning towards the Knicks. That could be true. That could be not. It doesn't. It's, he's not coming out and definitively saying Jalen Brunson is going to the Knicks, right? He said recently that he Jalen Brunson had called other Mavericks players and said that he was coming back. So, you know, they're, they're like you can take whatever you want from um, from what Jake Fisher said, but I take it as that's just what Jake Fisher feels like and what it sounds like from the sources that he's talking to. But Jake Fisher isn't even saying that it's gospel that this is a done deal that he's going to the Knicks. He just said he thinks he's leaning that way and. How could he? How could he absolutely know unless he's talked to Jalen Brunson, which I don't think has happened. Yeah, I mean, he's just reporting what he what he's heard, right? So, I mean, you could take that for however. I mean, he would probably tell the same thing, like, "Hey, yeah. whatever you want to take from that, I'm gonna I'm gonna report what I what I hear." You know, it'd be different, I think, if he you know goes on record and says, "Hey, he's gonna be a Nick," like gets yeah. in the bag. He had, like, he hasn't done that, um, but. You know, he is reporting that and I don't think he puts it out there if he hasn't heard it, uh, you know, legitimately with some people. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's not great to hear from a Mavs fan. I'll, no. I mean, tell you that I'm not, you know, as somebody who wants Jalen Brunson back really bad. I said it on yesterday's pod and I, I saw some of your comments of on YouTube of, you know, how you know, what, what you're crazy for even saying we should go up to a certain price of it it's beyond like what Brunson, what you think Brunson is worth. It's I'm willing to go up to that price because I don't want to lose the asset for nothing. Explain so, yourself. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Explain yourself. Sorry. <laughs> that's a great. You like my new great. drop? I love it. Explain yourself. <laughs> sorry. 
That's Nico Harrison saying, explain yourself. And Isaac saying, oh, sorry. Yeah. That was me at two in the morning trying to ask about <laughs> if he if he signed any. Two if, the, or, if the summer league roster was set, basically. Um, um, but yeah. But, but, but no, I, I, one, I do trust Jake Fisher. You go back to the trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, he was right on a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is a guy that I, I, I trust with stuff. Even some of his Kyrie stuff, he got a little flag today about the Kyrie stuff. Go read Mark Stein's Substack. He said a lot of the similar things as Jake Fisher did, but no one's giving Stein crap. And this is smokescreen season. So guy, maybe, maybe he heard, maybe he heard specifically from a source. Hey, Jalen Brunson is leaning towards the Knicks. But that source was just trying to create more leverage. It goes back to our conspiracy theory yesterday and all that stuff. Like, if he hears it from a source, he's going to say it. Now it's up to him to decide if he trusts that source to tell them, tell him the truth or not. But smokescreen season. There's a lot of stuff going around. We have a couple days left. I mean, it's thir- Thursday yeah, this night. Isn't, this is, isn't done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're it's just a roller coaster. I mean, I saw that stuff today and I was like, all right, cool, just moving on. Like, I'm not. Again. Like, I we'll just wait and see how it shakes out on Thursday. I, we could get a report today as you're listening to this on a tuesday and it's like hey brunson was looking at houses again in dallas and it's like oh okay you know like brunson was looking at a second home in dallas he will go to the knicks but he's it's like it's like what all right other news uh the traded player uh, exception from the josh richardson trade that we had talked about the 10.9 million dollar exception that the mavericks could accept a trade and accept a player in a trade and not take any of their salary basically and not have to match salary in a deal is going to expire. We're recording this at 11:20 p.m. Texas time, so it, it it expires, or it already has expired, right? Yeah, yeah. It, ar- it already has expired. The Mavericks did not use it because it's uh, midnight Eastern time already, and so that one's gone. We had talked about this a lot before. We had talked about some options for it, but these are hard to use. It's hard to find an example of a player that gets traded into an exception, um, and sometimes it's like. It happened. It like a lot of teams create these exceptions, and it happens probably once a year that somebody will trade into this exception. It has to be just the exact right kind of deal, an exact right kind of thing, and uh, it just the Mavs just didn't find a deal for this. They didn't find anything that worked for them. Yeah, like Boston has a big one right now. We'll see if they use that, but it could expire. A lot of times these things expire, but it whatever you create them, it does give you some flexibility to be able to hop in deals, and it just it's hard to use them. And the Mavs don't have that anymore. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is that um, Keith Grant is retiring from the Dallas Mavericks. He's been with the Mavericks organization for 42 years. He started in 1980. The Mavs started in 1980. He's been with the Mavericks for the entire time. And he was most recently the player, you know, vice president of operations. He's been in the front office for a long time. He's kind of been a steadying force throughout this transition from uh, from Donnie Nelson to Nico Harrison. His, his story is kind of wild. He started as an equipment manager. There's this picture, this black and white picture in 1980 of him with the team photo of like, you could see all the Mavericks there. And then he's like this young guy just standing in the back row. Uh, he was the equipment manager for a couple years. Then he moved to the scouting department for a couple years. He was an advanced scout for about four years. Then he was the director of scouting for about four years. And then in uh, 1995, he became the director of player personnel and then to um, uh, vice president of operations after that, that he's been there for a while so he's been a big part of this franchise um according to uh this is a brad towns that had a great article about him he said the franchise announced that grant will remain as a consultant to harrison but as the draft unfolded the mavericks traded for Jaden hardy grant felt at peace with where the franchise was keith grant said it was very well run 
they were prepared. I was really proud, almost like, you know, a parent. So he's guiding this transition from the Donnie Nelson regime to the Nico Harrison regime. He took this draft and said, um, he took this draft and said, um, you know, they're good. They've done it. They, they're doing what they're supposed to. And, uh, and I'm, I'm this, this, uh, front office is, is running in a good way. And so he feels like this is a good time to walk out, which is probably a good sign. He's worn so many different hats in the franchise and organization, and he's a legend. He's a staple. So, yeah, it's been, you know, 40-some years for an organization is is a long time. And I go back to a recent memory of him of the Dennis Luca cowboy hat um, picture, them trying to reenact this <laughs> that picture. And Mark wasn't there, and, you know, Keith had to step in. And anyway, yeah, Keith Grant will be missed. Yeah, so incredible run with the Mavericks. Um, Some great stuff. Go read Brad's piece on it. Uh, Incredible. All right, coming up, let's talk about Kyrie Irving and John Wall. We'll push the Jaden Hardy stuff to tomorrow because we have a lot of thoughts and we want to have some time for it. But the Kyrie Irving news is the biggest stuff in the NBA. John Wall going to the Clippers. I think all that affects the Mavericks. So we'll talk about how it does coming up. But before we do... Let me tell you about Bet Online. Let me tell you, people were checking Bet Online constantly today because they have odds on so many different things. They have NBA specials, which is right now you can go to Bet Online, you go to sports, you go to basketball, you go to NBA specials, um, and you can go to player futures. And then they have all kinds of different. Um, they had a bunch of them with with uh, like player futures. So where this player would go, what were the odds for KD? They've taken them all down, which is fascinating to me. Uh, but right now they just have like regular season MVP. Luca is the number one for that. He's plus 425. Joel Embiid is plus 650. Giannis is plus 750. Kevin Durant is plus 1,000. Curry is plus 1,000. Jokic plus 1,100. John Morant plus 1,100. Jason Tatum plus 1,200. Everybody else is two, plus 2,000 or above. So Luka Doncic is the favorite going into this on Bet Online. So go check out all the other stuff they have. It's not just basketball. They have boxing. They actually have Eurobasket on here. So if you're interested in that, go check out Bet Online. Serbia is the number one team on that right now. Go check it out. It's Bet Online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. We've been talking about some rumors. We talked about Jalen Brunson. Talked about the Warriors guys. Um, again, we're going to talk about Jaden Hardy tomorrow. But now let's talk about Kyrie Irving and, and John Wall. Let's talk about John Wall first because this one was. Uh, I think this one affects the Mavericks a little bit more. John Wall and the Houston Rockets agreed to a buyout. He was on the last year of his deal, a $47 million insane deal. Um, and he has, has, a bu- has a buyout. And now, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, he is going to the Clippers. What do we think about John Wall with the Clippers? StatMuse even tweeted out like a, a Kawhi plus Paul George plus John Wall is like the best big three in the NBA, which... I guess because there's not many big threes anymore. But no. what do we think about this this tandem? And does it make the Clippers more of a threat? He hasn't played over 70 games since 2016-17 season. So I just can we just wait to see if he plays and like what he looks like? He hasn't I, been I'm playing just, though. He hasn't been playing for a whole year, so he should be ready. I know, but that's the thing. It's like, all right, he he sat out last year. He played 40 games the year before. He was hurt for the Achilles stuff the year before that. And then, then it was 32 games, 41 games, 78 games in 2016, 17. I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know how you, how we can realistically have expectations for John Wall right now. That That's why I've been kind of surprised by the whole, like, last night. I mean, he's a great pickup for the cost. And it's like, yeah, add him to a rotation. Yeah, yeah. If he came to Dallas, sure, sweet. That would be 
giving the taxpayer med level if he's willing to do that. I just, I'm not walking into a big expectations. God forbid I'm throwing him out as a big three, the best big three in the league. Like <laughs> on the same, like creating a big three. Like I would take Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. Like, wait, what? Mm. Like we don't even know what John, I just don't understand how we know what John Wall is right now when we haven't <laughs> seen him play forever. Theoretically, John Wall gives them a point guard that they've kind of always wanted, but is he the right type of point guard that they've wanted? Like, wouldn't they want like a more defensive guy that's a better shooter than and all that kind of stuff? Like, I guess they just wanted an attacker. He's a great attacker, can kick out. Like, even his last year with the Rockets, he was 20 points a game, seven assists. Like, he's going to get those numbers if you put the ball in his hands and let him do some stuff. But what if they don't put the ball in his hands because Paul George has it or Kawhi has it or Reggie Jackson has it or any of these other guys have the ball in their hand. That's what I'm a little bit more interested to see what his role is. Cause I think he probably runs like second units. Those the Clippers really struggled when like Kawhi and Paul George, it's just like one of them. And then they had to do something else. And they're like their secondary offense was just kind of stunk. And so he start over Reggie Jackson. Probably if he's a big, if he's part of the big three, (laughs) I don't think he does. He may not. And if he doesn't, I think that's that's great. And it it shows that Ty Lue has put him in a pretty good place. So I think that one, that is interesting. It it gives them more talent. It gives them yeah. another option. So it does make the Clippers more dangerous, I think, uh, if it all works out. Now, if he doesn't play and he's hurt again, then, hey, you know, they didn't really lose anything because they're just signing him to probably the vet men or whatever they sign him to. They're not really losing anything. Yeah. Um, and the Clippers still have a bunch of question marks with a bunch of their guys too. Kawhi, is he going to come back 100%? Is Paul George going to come back 100%? What do they do with Zubats? Like, there's a bunch of other question marks with this team. Um, do they bring that? I even saw some Clippers reporters today say, you know, this John Wall stuff is cool, but they if they don't bring back Isaiah Hartenstein, then I mean, this team is is in no. trouble. And I was like, wait, hold on, <laughs> like what? <laughs> We're putting Isaiah Hartenstein a- as that what? high of a priority? It'll be a sneaky pickup for somebody, but it is something for Dallas's standpoint that, you know, not to be like negative about it, but you know, if you lose Brunson, you mean, you look at the teams behind you in the standings, how the year finished, like almost all of them are getting better or bringing players back, you know, Denver, the Clippers, you know, Portland adding Jeremy Grant, the Lakers adding Max Christie, you know, it's just, um, or the Lakers, the Lakers tried they tried their damnedest to get Kyrie Irving. They offered Russell Westbrook a hundred different times. And how many times is it reported? The Nets are not interested in Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Just wait till Dallas trades one. Kyrie Irving was the big news in the NBA. I don't think this one affects the Mavericks as much, but there is a couple of, of, of dominoes here. There's a couple of, of uh, fallout pieces from it. Um, there's all this drama and all this. What will Kyrie do? I was dead set on this on locked at NBA and on here that this was all posturing from Kyrie Irving's camp to try and get some kind of leverage and pressure the nets to give him a long-term deal that he didn't want to. He was even convincing KD to, to do like to say, Hey, if Kyrie leaves, then I leave and Kyrie's this wild card and you don't know what he's going to do. He could take 6 million for the Lakers instead of taking $37 million just to opt back into his deal that he can opt into and all that. I thought all that was leverage to try and get a long-term deal. To the Nets' credit, they didn't they didn't budge on it. They didn't give them a long-term deal. They just stayed with it. They're like, hey, we're okay. And the Brian Windhorst report came out the latest. It was like, hey, we're okay. We're expecting to lose both of these guys. We're fine with that. We'll go full, like, we'll go full and tank our whole franchise with these two guys again and do a, do the Paul Pierce KG thing again. 
And uh, and that was the last thing that came out. And then all of a sudden, Shams was like, hey, he's he's kind of opt back into his deal. And this is what's going to happen. So uh, he's back. The, the one fallout from this that I actually want to talk about from the Mavericks point of view is that there was some reporting and there were Suns fans that were convinced that Kevin Durant was going to get traded to the Suns because the Suns had a package they could put together, which is like a credible package, right? You throw together Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, maybe put Aiton in that, like a couple other things. And uh, you can start to talk yourself into a, a package with picks and stuff for Kevin Durant. Uh, and so now that's not going to happen. So now what happens with Aiton? Do the Sun the Suns are in the same place with Aiton that they were before? Uh, do you think Aiton comes back, and do you think this affected it in any way? I still I still think they found a different home for Aiton. I also don't think the Ky- Kyrie trade stuff is like done. I, I don't I don't think it's. I mean, he opts in, yeah, we so can, now I, we can't sit down about any Kyrie stuff. I know what well, because it's like he he opts in, so now he's just an expiring contract. I mean, he can't control mm-hmm. what they do with him, so. Are they just going to ride the season out and say, hey, see ya, don't let the door hit you on the way out type <laughs> thing? Uh, are they going to risk it all? That time? Like, I just don't, if he got traded in two weeks or next week as an expiring contract somewhere, like I wouldn't be shocked. And if they, so that's why I'm just, I don't think it's like complete. Honestly, when I saw his news today, it kind of inspired me because Kyrie, there's just something about Kyrie's words that, um, he can, he knows how to inspire people. True, true leadership knows how to inspire people and how to dare. So with everybody here tonight, if we want to close our eyes, we can, but if we can just focus and forget about everything else out in the world right now, just think about this moment right now and listen to these words. Normal people They keep the world going. But those who dare to be different, they lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. And I'll see you in the fall. A11. We have to opt into the gospel. There's just no other way around it. There's no... There's nothing else to think about right now. You know how to dare to be different. It's by opting in to Jesus. <laughs> Not 37 million. You think Jesus would have opted into $37 million instead <laughs> of like, six? Give me that $37 million. I can get you some manna. All you right? know what? You know what? I felt that in my spirit. When he opted into that $37 million, I said, you know, that's being different, right? Normal that, people would go make... That's the dumbest ma- quote I've ever seen. Like... What are we doing? I mean, the daring to be different would be giving up thirty million to take six million dollars somewhere else. But to say I'm gonna, you know what? I'm just thankful that he can lead us into tomorrow. And it's so it's such a daring and different move that he's gonna take thirty seven million dollars instead of six. I mean, that's just crazy to think about. By the way, thank you, Pastor Isaac, for leading us. <laughs> You're welcome. Let me straighten to the throne room right there. That's one of what just happened. Um, Kyrie Irving, who knows, man? Like it's the I, I joked on Twitter, it's the first person to ever opt into a contract via Instagram caption. Like he just said, like, here's my Instagram caption. <laughs> just like opted in. Uh just wild. Just who did, knows? Did Shams did Shams grin when Kyrie sent him that? I think Shams sat it sat on it for a while and said, 
there's no way that I put this out there and it, it's taken seriously. Like there, people are going to think I made this up. <laughs> also, Shams is probably a robot and just probably like accepted the information and tweeted it like immediately, like, like it, within the same amount of time. I loved uh, Sean Woodley's response. Like, hey, Katie saw that quote. He should just opt out for <laughs> just for that quote. He just signed his new deal. <laughs> he just got his extension. K- Katie should ask out just for seeing that quote from Kyrie. But I mean, I guess yeah. it's good KD staying in the East, right? Like, I guess that's a positive from it. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with the Suns? But I think it did have a, something to do with it. Like, if there was fallout, I think there was something there with the Suns. There's some rumblings, but I don't know if I trust those sources. But Portland rumblings, though. The Portland rumblings with the actual Photoshop picture, like posted by uh, Nurkic and Lillard, were uh, that was that was spicy. Yeah, I'll tell you what you're not going to get from us. You're not going to get a pod of. How the Mavericks can trade for Kevin Durant. <laughs> we might as well do how the Mavericks can trade for Anthony Davis. Or Michael Jordan coming out of retirement. <laughs> I don't Here's, know if they'd want to trade for Michael Jordan the way he's running the Hornets right now. Here's three ways you can trade for Michael Jordan right now. <laughs> I think I'm good with, with Jordan staying over in Charlotte. Go ahead and stay, bud. Oh, there you man. go. That's some rumors. Let us know in the comment section below. What do you think about the Gary Payton and Otto Porter? rumors let us know what you think about Jalen Brunson guys we will be back all this week and throughout free agency um we'll probably just do a pod until Brunson signs <laughs> we'll probably just keep going so uh tomorrow we'll talk more about Jaden Hardy what we think he can be in the rotation We've got a lot of thoughts about that now make your second listen locked on NBA great stuff all the time I think Matt Moore and David Ramil have it today Matt Moore always has great sources and great info go check it out locked on NBA your daily update in just 30 minutes locked on NBA guys thanks so much for listening to locked on Nope. Boom!